Hey, today, I want to talk about getting to know God. Now, that may sound real basic to you, but God wants us to know who He is. What is God really like? See, we cannot trust a God that we don't really know. And one of the best ways to get to know God is to find out what God knows about you. So let's take a look at the Word of God today. Open to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. I've got it here on the screen if you want to uh, see the big words. I I, I like putting words that have special meaning, maybe a little highlight, maybe bold them a little bit. But really, nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Nothing. No thing. Not one single thing is hidden. Everything, now he puts it in the positive, is uncovered and laid bare to him to whom we must give an account. There will be a day we will give an account to God, and um, he knows all about our lives. So just understand that. The psalmist will say it like this in Psalm 147.5, His understanding has no limit. Now, there's a theological word. Theologians use a big word called omniscience. It just simply means God knows everything. There's no question He can't answer. There's no problem that ever confuses God. He is never surprised. You know, uh, an archangel never runs into heaven and says, Oh God, did you know what just happened down there on earth? And God goes, Oh, really? Really? How'd that happen? How come I didn't know about that? He's never surprised. He knows everything. Let's talk about the scope of his knowledge. God knows all about himself. You don't. You don't know all about yourself. That's why you have so many problems. You know, I still surprise myself. There are things that I thought I could do that I can't anymore. I mean, in my mind, I remember this particular thing being very, very easy. (laughs) But then I go to do it, and it's very, very hard, or I can't do it at all. And then there are other things that I didn't think I could do that I'm able to do and actually enjoy doing. One of them is taking care of my 19-month-old grandson. I I didn't know if I was going to like that or not, but I'm really into this. I mean, I still don't change poopy diapers. That's what grandmas are for. But everything else, I am really, really good at it. But I'm constantly surprising myself. But God never is. God knows all about himself. That's why he's God. Number two, God knows all about creation. Genesis 1.31, or 1, yeah, 31 says, God saw all. Now, Now, picture this. For six days, God is creating Not just this planet, but the universe. And now he just sits back on the seventh day and he rests. He takes a break. Not that he was tired out like, oh boy, this this universe creation thing has worn me out. No, he, he took a day off to give us an example to follow, right? One in seven, take it off. But he's now looking at his masterpiece. It is done. It is completed. And he says these words, it's all Very good. What was God looking at? 
See, we can only look at maybe one or two, three, four, five, ten things at a time. God was looking at it all. Every blade of grass. Every leaf on a tree. Every rock. Every fish in the ocean. Every star. Every planet. Every sun. Every universe. Every galaxy. Every black hole. He's looking at the whole thing. And he says, very good. He knows all about creation. And, I mean, he, he even says in his word, not a little sparrow can fall to the ground without me knowing about it. He knows the number of hairs on your head on a daily basis. He knows the ones that turn loose and the ones that turn gray. And the ones that are replaced, because we're growing hair and we're losing hair all the time. He's got an accurate count. He knows all about his creation, folks. Don't think he's not aware of you and what's going on in your life. God knows all about history, the past, the present, and the future. He knows what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen in the future. He knows it all. Now, what does God know about you? The psalmist in Psalm 139 says this, Everything. He knows everything. Nothing is hidden. Everything. You know, we say, you know, go up to the average Christian, do you know that God knows everything? Oh, yeah. Sure do. Of course God knows everything. But when we fall on hard times, we act as if he's totally and completely unaware, don't we? God, don't you know what's going on in my life? Yeah, we're... we're We're really no different from Job. You know Job's story. I mean, when everything was going well, he was on top of the world. Man, it was just, bless the Lord, praise God, everything's great, honky-doy, richest man in the world. And then he loses it all. You know, in a moment, his family, his health, his reputation. And he acts like, where's God in all this? We're not so different, are we? We say we know that God knows everything, but we act as if He's not aware when we're going through a hard time. I guess that's that humanity part of us, and God even understands that. I'll give you a verse about that in a moment or two. But first of all, let's look at five things that God knows about you. Number one, God knows all about your faults and your failures. Psalm 69.5 My sins, O God are not hidden from you. You know how foolish I've been. Ever prayed a prayer like that? The psalmist understood sin. And he understood that God knows it. The fact of the matter is, God is not shocked by my sin. God didn't look down at King David and say, David, I didn't know you were going to do that. I didn't know you were even capable of doing that. And, And we all know the Bathsheba's story. We all know the Uriah the Hittite story. We, we are capable of horrible things, but God already knows. We try to hide from God, and we try to hide our sins from God. Now, the way we do it is we just don't think about God when we're sinning. But you know what? God's thinking about you. We, you know, we try to cover it up, even. Do you remember when God came looking for Adam after they had eaten from the forbidden tree, he says, Adam, 
Where are you? Was God asking for information? Did God know where Adam was? Of course. Whenever God asks a question, it's never because he's seeking information. He just wanted Adam to know where Adam was. Did you eat? Yes, Lord. Okay, you came clean. That was good. Remember when Cain killed Abel? God shows up. Cain, uh, where's your brother Abel? Again, not seeking information. And you remember Cain's response? What am I, my brother's keeper? Well, his blood screaming, crying out from the earth. I'm aware of what you've done. See, God knows all about you. God knows all about me. The good, the bad, the ugly. The psalmist says, my sins, O God, are not hidden from you. We've all been foolish. Proverbs 5 verse 21 says this, For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all his paths. And so, the last time you said, well, my husband will never know. My wife will never know. Maybe some of you kids said, my parents will never find out. My teacher will never know I cheated on the test. The IRS will never find out about this one. Just look up. God knows. God's aware of the whole deal. And so, The fact is, God's not shocked by my sin. So what should my response be? Just be honest with God, like the psalmist did. God, I messed up. I blew it. I know that you know that I've sinned, and I need your help. So just be honest with God. Admit it. He already knows, and He still loves you. That's the good news. Proverbs 28.13 says, Cover-ups never work. Number two, what else does God know? about me he knows all about my feelings and my frustrations you ever been frustrated maybe just with life and you really didn't have anyone to talk to god says you can talk to me about that because i know your feelings i know your frustrations the psalmist talked to god all the time about his his worries and his problems you god have listened to all my troubles and he had plenty. And have seen the crisis in my soul. The psalmist had troubles and he had crisis. And he says, God, you're aware of it. Thank you for being aware of it. I am so glad that you know what I'm going through. I think sometimes we think we're the only ones that have ever gone through maybe a terrible loss. But Bruce, you don't understand. God doesn't understand. I have lost my son, my only son. And I go, are you kidding me? (laughs) Remember uh, on a hill called Calvary? The father lost his son, his only begotten son. There's not anything that you're going through that God cannot relate to or understand. The psalmist will also say in 56.6, you know how troubled I am. You have kept a record of all my, what's the next word? Tears. Let me tell you how well God knows you. Every time you cry because of a pain, 
whether it was physical or emotional or spiritual. And hot burning tears went down your cheeks. You don't know how many you cried, but God does. He has kept a record of every single one. That's how well God knows you. Psalm 103.13 He is like a father. I mean the good kind. He is like a father to us. Tender and sympathetic. And He knows what we are made of. And, and, and what are we made of, folks? Say it with me. Dust. You know, it's kind of hard to get hacked off at dust. You know? I mean, us compared to God, He's looking down at His creation. That's how far the gap is between us and God. We are just a little piece of dust in His eyes. And yet, He loves us. And He doesn't expect too much from dust. So when we fall short, he remembers that we are dust. I like that verse, especially on my dusty days. The fact is, God is sympathetic to my hurts. Psalm 142.3, when I am ready to give up. How many have been there? <laughs> says, I'm there right now. <laughs> when you're ready to give up, he knows what I should do. And so what should my response be? Well, then give my hurts to God. Give him my hurts. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast some of your, no, cast all of your cares on the Lord. Why? For He cares for you. And the word in the, for cast there in the Greek, it means to cast and let it go. We, we look at it like a fishing term. We'll take our rod and reel and we'll cast, okay, but then we'll reel it back in. God says, your cares, your troubles, your problems, your hurts, your habits, your hang-ups, cast them on me and leave them on me. That's my job. Cast them on me because I care about you. And so, he knows all my faults and failures. He knows all my fears and frustration. But a third thing God knows about me is he knows about my future. This is cool. I like this verse, Psalm 139.16. The days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book before any of them ever began. So evidently, there's a book. It's got your name in it. It's got my name in it. It's got the day we were born and the day we're going to die. And that was recorded before we ever took our first breath. So if God is in control of when I was going to be born, and He's in control of when I'm going to die, what makes you think He's not in control of this space called life? I think He is. So let's not forget that. Life is... Our lives are in His control. Jeremiah 29, 11. We know this verse. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you hope and a future. The fact is, God sees all of my tomorrows today. He can be in the past. He can be in the present. And He can be in the future all at the same time. Uh, the best illustration I have of this is that Goodyear blimp that shows up every year at the, the um, Rose Parade. 
That's coming up here soon, right? January 1st, a little over a month away. Is it still the Goodyear blimp, or is it one of the other blimps? But I, it's always, I always think of it as the Goodyear blimp. It's up there, and they'll give you the aerial shot. And from that view, you can see, and you, you, know, you have the announcer saying, oh, here comes the first float down, here comes the first marching band, here comes this, that. And you say, oh, here's the first one. Well, God sees that. But he also sees the middle one when it probably gets a little further. And he also sees the last one all at the same time. Years ago, we used to get up early and I'd drive the van, take the youth group to that thing when I was younger. Nowadays, I just enjoy watching it from the Goodyear blimp in my bedroom, in my bed, nice and comfortable. But it was fun doing that back in the early days. Well, God's looking at your life that way. He sees the beginning the middle, and the end, all at the same time. And what should that give us? Confidence. Why confidence, Bruce? Because He has already prepared you for everything you're going to face in the future. He's prepared you for it. If He knows about it in advance... He's prepared you for it in advance. You say, but I can't handle this. Yes, you can, or you would not be there. Because God knows everything. So what should my response be? I should ask God for advice. If He knows my future, uh, God says, well, give me a call once in a while. Well, God, what's your telephone number? It's up here on the screen. It's Jeremiah 333. Call unto me, and I will answer you. Give God a call. And I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. One of the reasons we get in messes is we don't call on God enough. How's your prayer life? I bet there are people in here that have not prayed in a week. And some of you are thinking, well, it's more like a month a preacher friend of mine, a youth minister friend of mine, didn't pray for a whole year one time. We were at a youth ministry meeting in Lubbock, Texas. Jan, I used to go there years ago. And he confided in me. He was going through a real difficult time. He was losing his hearing. And by the time we got to this event, he was completely deaf. During that time, he had learned to read lips. And so he could, he could communicate, but he was depressed. So depressed. I prayed for him. I said, Bobby, when was the last time you prayed? He said, it's been over a year. He was one of the first people to receive one of those cochlear implants. When we would talk on the phone, his wife would be on one line, I would be on the other, or he would be on the other. Um, when I would talk, she would motion her lips, what I was saying, and then he would respond to me. He called me one day and he says, Bruce, how you doing? I was waiting for the pause. And da, da, da. I'm doing great. Tell me how your life's going. How's things? Blah, 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 blah. And he started, I just remember, the questions and the conversation was just like you and I. When we talked on the phone, I go, your wife sure is talking fast today. And he said, Bruce, I just want to thank you for praying for me. And I wanted you to be the first telephone call that I made. 
I just got my cochlear implant. And Janine's not on the phone. This is just me and you talking. And he wanted to thank me. You know how many tears he cried leading up to that point? It wasn't long after that I had him out for uh, my youth. We had a, a youth retreat up in the, the mountains. And he was our speaker for that weekend. And we had a blast. And the kids just loved him. He's now with the Lord. His name is Bobby Heiss. It's not a secret. He, he, allowed me, he allowed me to tell this story, all right? And when you get to heaven, you're going to meet him. He's a great, great guy. So, God knows all about my future. He sees all my tomorrows today, and so I should ask him for advice. That's my response. It's kind of like driving up the mountains. You know, have you ever gone up to Big Bear or Arrowhead, or, or, and you're behind this slow vehicle, and you want to pass, but... There's always these winding curves, and you're not sure, man, if I pass as soon as I do, there's going to be a car there. Well, you know, it's kind of like having a helicopter around the curve and says, all right, good buddy on a CB, you can can pass. It's clear. It's for miles. You're okay. Well, God's kind of like that. Call unto me, and I will answer. I, I think the application to this verse should be a morning prayer, a prayer that goes something like this. Father, you have already seen this day that I'm about to experience. You know every interruption. You know every cranky person I'm going to encounter. You know every flat tire. You know every breakdown. You know every misplane. You know every traffic jam. You know every coffee stain that I'm going to experience. And so would you give me the strength to endure this day? Pretty good morning prayer, isn't it? And he'll answer, call unto me, and I will answer. Number four, what does God know about me? He knows all about my fears. We, we have fears, phobias, um, financials got to be up there at the top. I was reading about fears this week. Uh, fear of the future is like number one of a certain age group. Uh, I read this morning about millennials. Actually, I, this is brand new stuff. It's on the back page of this outline. Number one fear of millennials. Well, you have two. I'll give you the second one first. Nah. I can't believe you guys really... Global warming? That's your, that's your number two fear? I don't understand millennials. I don't claim to. But the elders asked me to read more on millennials and be more understanding and patient. But here, here's what I read on the internet. Millennials fear that they will get stuck in a no development opportunity, no, no, no opportunities, that they will not realize their career goals and they won't find a job that matches their personality. Number one, millennial fear. Uh, there's sort of like this income inequality when it comes to their generation. And um, that would be a terrible fear. And Jesus knew that's pr- a pretty common fear of most people. We, we say, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? What am I going to live? We all have these needs, right? Well, you know what? 2,000 years ago, Jesus addressed this need. And here's what he said in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, 31. So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows 
that you need them. He already knows. God, aren't you aware? Yes, I'm aware. Do you ever act like God is unaware of your bills? Worry is a result of not realizing God's omniscience. And then Matthew 6, 8, your Father knows what you need before you ask. And so the fact of the matter is, God is aware of all my needs, financial needs, my spiritual needs, my sexual needs, my social needs, my emotional needs, my, well, the whole deal. And, and prayer, like I said earlier, is never giving God information. He already knows. Then why pray, you say? Well, because he also says you have not because you ask not. He puts prayer high on the list. God wants you to ask. I've, I've talked to people, oh, I don't want to bother God with that. That's too small of a thing. Or I don't want to bug him with this. Some things I'll just take care of myself. No, no, no. I'm a father. I'm now a grandfather. I am interested in some of the most minute little details of my son and grandson's lives. And when they have a need, I want to, no matter how big it is or how small it is, I want in on that, right? And, and our Heavenly Father, who is infinitely more capable of loving than I am, He wants to hear from me. And He wants to hear from you. And therefore, He says, ask. And so what should my response be? It should be, don't worry, pray. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, what's the next word? Pray about everything. We were in Bible class, I think this was about two weeks ago, um, as is our custom in there. If someone has a need, we'll stop sometimes right in class and just pray. And, um, and we did. And I remember going, you know, I'm going to start this prayer. And I looked over at uh, John Hoffman. John, remember this? I said, John, I want you to complete the prayer. And so I said some things, and I said amen, and then John took over, and he said some things, but there was something, a phrase that he used that stood out in my mind. He said, Father, help this person to realize that prayer is the bridge between panic and peace. And I go, John, that was a- amen. That was a good prayer. John, say that again. <laughs> Prayer is the bridge between panic and peace. I said to the person that we prayed for, you got a smartphone? She said, yes. I said, text me. Send me that. I want to use that phrase. I didn't know when I was going to use it, but I'm using it today. It just seemed to fit that point, right? I can panic or I can pray. Number five, God knows all about my faithfulness. And this is my favorite point this morning. God knows all about my faithfulness, all the frustration, all the hurt, all the pain, all the effort that you put into this life. Every struggle you get through in this life, it's going to be worth it. Never, ever, ever give up. Matthew 6, verse 1, be careful. Not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. Well, then you just get the pat on the back. But your father sees what is done in secret, and now, watch this, 
He will reward you. There's going to be a payoff for going through this life. There is a promised land waiting, just waiting for us to get there. The fact is, every good deed will be rewarded. Every bit of encouragement you give, every compliment you give to a child to encourage them will be rewarded. Every thoughtful act, every opportunity to gossip about somebody, but you didn't do it. You, you restrained yourself. And every opportunity that you just wanted to be negative, you says, no, time out, and you said something positive, will be rewarded. Every sacrificial offering you've ever given will be rewarded. <laughs> every table and every chair that you set up through this entire upward uh, basketball and cheerleading season will be rewarded. I remember um, after um, the event Monday night, awards night, was over, um, I, I met with about six guys. I said, you know, I know how this thing works. I've noticed in the past years, if I start putting chairs away in my se- section after the closing prayer, a lot of people will just kind of naturally join in. And so I said, would you guys take that section? Will you take that section? You take, And sure enough, a lot of people stayed and helped pick up those chairs. And there was even this one crazy, like 60-year-old dude. He climbed a big tall ladder to pull that screen up. I mean, really old guy. I, I'm thinking, he's still doing that? I remember him when he was young doing that. didn't care much, didn't worry much. But this year, I kind of walked over toward the kitchen because I knew there was a phone in the kitchen. If we needed a 911... <laughs> But, you know, he did fine. He did fine. Every piece of trash you picked up, God saw it. Are you hearing me now? He saw it. And you will be rewarded for it. You say, Bruce, how do you know that? Well, there's a little verse called Matthew 10, 42. Even if you just give like a cup of cold water in my name, Something as simple as giving a thirsty person a drink of water. That will not go unrewarded. Are you getting this? Heaven's coming, folks. I don't know when. I just know it's real. And I know there will be a great reward there if we just hang on. Imagine yourself on this big giant stage. It's the stage called your life here on planet Earth. But there's really only one audience. It's an audience of one. It's God watching you. And you know what he's doing? Great job. Keep up the good work. I know you're down, but my Holy Spirit's going to energize you. And he's going to keep you hanging on. He's cheering you on. And so, if God sees every deed and He's going to reward every deed, what should my response be? Don't be discouraged. Okay? This is is a positive message. The Word of God says, don't be discouraged. Well, it puts it like this. Galatians 6, verse 9. Last verse. This is going to be the wrap-up verse. This is going to be the takeaway verse. I want you to get this. 
we should not grow weary. Galatians 6 verse 9. In doing what? Good. Because we will reap a harvest, here's the takeaway, if we do not give up. My prayer for you and my prayer for me is to not give up. Amen? Let's pray. Now, which of these five areas have you been acting as if God was totally unaware of? Maybe it's your faults and your failures. No, He's aware of them. But the good news is, He still loves you. Maybe it's your feelings and your frustrations. He's your Father. And fathers hurt when their kids hurt. And so, He's aware of those as well. Maybe, maybe it's the future. He, he knows when you took your first breath, and He knows when you're going to take your last breath. So He's going to be with you all the way through. He knows your fears, and He's saying, don't worry about what you eat, drink. I've got that. And God also knows about your faithfulness. And He looks forward to saying to you one day, well done. Well done. Heavenly Father, help us right here at Cross Point Christian Church to live knowing that you know everything. Let that knowledge motivate us toward love and good works. In Jesus' name, amen.